Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, Pastor Jim Harris will teach us from the book of Mark, chapter 8, verses 22 through 26. This is the account of a single miracle, and it's recorded only in Mark's gospel. Jesus and his disciples are still traveling around the Sea of Galilee, and now they've come to the home of several of the disciples called Bethsaida. Jesus is continuing to teach the disciples, and as we can see in verse 21, they still weren't getting it. Jesus asked them, Do you not yet understand? And this new miracle provides an illustration of their lack of sight. He asks the blind man, Do you see anything? And we might add in parentheses, yet? You wonder, did the disciples get his point? The illustration could equally apply to all of us. How much of Jesus have you seen and understood? How has it changed your worldview? How has it changed you? Do you understand yet? Here's today's slice of the message entitled, For Your Eyes Only. Now there's... Another one in John chapter 9 in which Jesus spat in the mud, spat in the dirt, he made mud, put it on the guy's eyelids, and then told him to go wash. I think that guy was probably pretty anxious to answer that. If I heard you spit and felt you wipe something slimy across my eyelids, um, I'd probably be leaving as you said, oh, by the way, go wash. I'd go wash first thing. But in that case, the healing didn't take, take place in two phases. It happened the instant that the man washed, and his, he, his sight was restored perfectly. In that situation, it was an important part of the plan to make sure that the man didn't see Jesus until well after the healing, because you have that almost comical chapter in which the Pharisees are investigating a miracle having denied it before they ever saw it. That, that, was, a, that was a really interesting situation, and, and he, the guy could actually say, well, I don't know who he was. I just know he did this to my eyes, and I once was blind, and now I see. By the way, this um, two-step miracle requires a comment that would have never been necessary in the first 18-plus centuries of the church. The reason we need to comment about it is that this passage is sometimes hijacked by so-called faith healers to justify their practices. They sometimes claim, pseudo-faith healers do, that this verse supports the idea of incomplete healings. It doesn't support that at all. None of the Lord's healings ever resulted in partial or imperfect or gradual restoration. There was never a need for um, a period of rehabilitation or follow-up medication for the healing to be completed. And this miracle is no exception. In a matter of moments, 
the blind man went from complete blindness to perfect vision. Now, one of the ways that the fraud of faith healing is perpetuated in our world is by telling people, come claim your healing, then pray and wait for it to come to pass. Even go home and wait for it to come to pass. That is an, a, a diabolically brilliant way to manipulate people and deceive people. Um, if they aren't healed, then the purveyor of the so-called healing can say, you didn't have enough faith. You didn't really mean it when you claimed it. Or you didn't follow through in your faith. Or you didn't give a big enough offering or something to that effect. Um, And if they come and claim their healing and then they go home and they get well by natural means or by medicine or by surgery, the faith healer can still take credit. And sometimes they can even have a little bit of apparent evidence of some sort of immediacy. Have you ever had in a rush of adrenaline uh, the ability to ignore the pain and you could do something amazing? Well, that could happen when you've got somebody all hyped up for, I'm going to come get healed now. Or there's the There's the power of suggestion working along with the very real placebo effect. People actually do get better if you tell them you're going to get better, especially if I touch you or especially if you take this pill or especially if you wash in this water or or something like that. That whole industry of modern so-called faith healing is fraudulent and it's cruel. Because more often than not, it ends up with people whose faith is devastated. Because they're told, the reason you don't have perfect health is you don't have enough faith. Now, the gift of healing is incredible. Uh, What Jesus did, He could heal anybody He wanted to at will. With or without faith. With or without permission, if you will. The the apostles did uh, some of that same thing. But after them, no one has ever done that like that. So that gift is not around today. God is around, and God can do miracles, but doing it through the hands of someone who can do it at will with anyone, that's the spiritual gift of healing, and it's not there. So we needed to explain that because, like I say, it's a passage that has been hijacked to make a point that is fraudulent. All right, there's the setting for the miracle. Back in in Bethsaida, passing through the region of Jewish Galilee again, phase one, the guy is seeing what looks like trees walking around, and so he needs some fine-tuning. Join me again in the middle of verse 24. We'll overlap a little bit. After spitting on his eyes and laying his hands on him, he asked him, do you see anything? He looked up and said, I see men, for I see them like trees walking around. Then again, he laid his hands on his eyes, and he looked intently and was restored and began to see everything clearly. The word translated clearly means clearly at a distance. So maybe, when he, maybe in phase one, he was just very nearsighted. 
and uh, needed to uh, have the long-distance version. So um, it obviously means the man came to have perfect vision. Now again, why in two stages? The answer is the Bible doesn't say. And that is the full and sufficient answer to that question. You can speculate if you want to, but the text supplies no answer, so we won't speak where God doesn't speak. It is interesting, there are some fascinating verbs in here. In, in verse 24, the verb that's translated looked up when he, you know, probably had, it, probably had his head down. I mean, what, what was there to do with his eyes except have his eyes shut? He looked up, so it's translated that way, but that's from the Greek word anablepo, uh, which is the same verb used in John 9 and in Mark 10 to describe healing of blindness. So it was a miraculous thing. And then the fact that he saw men looking like trees and walking around uh, means it was out of focus, and he understood that he could see other people, but they were fuzzy and indistinguishable uh, from, from trees. So the second time he touched his eyes, it says that he looked intently. That's another Greek compound word, diablepo, that means to see through or to see with a penetrating gaze. In other words, the fog was gone. The blurriness was gone. His vision was in perfect focus, so he was able to see anything with sharp clarity. Reminds me, when I was a, when I was a kid, oh, the, the suffering of those days to change a TV channel, you had to get up out of your chair, walk all the way over to the TV set, and turn the dial, click, 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 or clunk, clunk, clunk is the way ours was, and then you'd finally get to one of the stations that was broadcast in your area, and then you would see men walking around who looked like trees walking around. But there was this other dial, remember, fine-tuning, and you would fiddle with it, and it would finally come into focus. That's what Jesus did for this guy. He fine-tuned his eyesight, and and he, the difference is he, he locked it into the setting of perfect. And by the way, Jesus did not even need to feel with, fiddle with the guy's rabbit ears, as we had to back in those days. I don't even know if he had rabbit ears. It wasn't hearing, so maybe it was just, well, let's just move on, shall we? The setting for the miracle. The, fine, or the, the phase one, the fine-tuning. And now finally, why I chose this title for your eyes only. A very simple verse, Mark eight twenty six, And he sent him to his home saying, do not even enter the village. So he went to the trouble to take him outside the village rather than do it where all the people were. He apparently didn't even take the ones who brought him. It doesn't sound like he did. Just a small group saw this miracle and now he says, don't go back into town and talk to people. You can go home Surely you can tell your family. Now, we've seen this many times that Jesus instructs people not to tell anyone about their experience, especially healings. He's doing the same thing here. All the reasons for that that we've given before are still in effect. Jesus wasn't looking to gather crowds. He wasn't looking for fame as a healer, he didn't want the message to be all about healing. 
If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.